Well, maybe you grew up in a healthy home, or perhaps your home environment was really difficult. Uh, The fact is, none of us grew up in a perfect environment, and we all um, have shortcomings. And today we're going to discuss ways to overcome patterns of dysfunction that you learned from your family of origin in the home you grew up in. I'm John Fuller in the studio with Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And we're going to return now to a part of a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Mylan and Kay Yurkovich. They talk about something they call the love styles, and this is really great stuff. Now, in a previous episode, they brought up uh, three styles of uh, attachment. One is called avoider, another pleaser, and then vacillator. Let's unpack some of the others as we listen in. Talk about controller parent. That sounds obvious, but what what are the adjectives that describe the controller parent? Well, the controller parent grew up in a home where they were controlled. There's trauma in the history of this parent. And so when they become a parent, it's very hard for them to identify with a baby and a toddler and a little kid and really remember what was it like to be a kid because they've survived by cutting it off, forgetting it, and never, ever again do I think about the past. So, you know, little kids are a bundle of feelings and needs, and this was something that the controller in his own home growing up, or her own home, these needs were not met. So it's very difficult for the controller parent coming from trauma to have any skills in their own parenting, and they're constantly triggered by their kids crying and neediness. In fact, in your book, How We Love Our Kids, you even said uh, the controller parent is an aggressive taker. Uh, that, that's an interesting description. What is aggressive taker? What are they doing? Well, For the controller, the aggression is about you have to stay in my box and then I can relax. Uh, When you look at the history of the controller, there was no box. It was a chaotic home. Anything went, I mean, there was trauma. And so the controller controls to try and prevent that feeling of being out of control that they had growing up. So the aggression is about keeping someone in the moment within a place where they feel not threatened. Uh, So often as we describe these, and there's a couple more we'll get to in a second, but children, it's almost like this pendulum effect. And I don't know if that's the Lord's way of keeping balance, but when parents have certain attributes that are negative, kids tend to have the opposite response to that when they grow up. Is that fair? I mean, it doesn't happen every time. Yeah, I think it can kind of go either way. You know, if you had a really angry parent, you might say, well, I'm going to be a really kind parent. But interestingly enough, what we often find is that when that child, especially at the twos, when they're difficult, you know, those things in your history are going to come back out. I've had so many little moms from preschoolers come up to me and say, I'm trying so hard to be, you know, a parent who's not angry, but I have to admit I feel rage. And my next question is, was your childhood difficult? And they always say yes. Yeah. And so it's like it sneaks in there. It's just hard to control. Hmm. Okay, let's, we hit avoider, pleaser, vacillator, controller, talk victim. Well, the victims come out of homes where they have, learn to tolerate the intolerable. They've been hurt, they've been wounded, and so they've learned to live in in circumstances that are absolutely um, untenable, but they've learned to live there. 
And so what happens is they walk into adulthood or teenage years and they continue to live there. I've been taken advantage of my whole life. Well, nothing's new. You want to take advantage of me? Well, everybody else has. You want to push me around, tell me what to do? Well, that's all I know how to do. And so victims typically don't have a strong voice. They don't know how to say no. They don't know how to put up an, an arm and say, you, stop, back up move away. They can't do that. And so assertiveness is really missing on their part. So what happens is, is they're re-victimized over and over and over throughout life. And it's really a tragedy. In our offices, a lot of times what we do is we try and teach these people assertiveness training and how to say no and how to have the ability to hold up a hand and say, don't come any closer. And that's a part of the process of learning to stop the madness of being abused. Danny, this kind of conversation hits home for me, and I know a lot of listeners have benefited from what uh, Mylon and Kay were talking about. So speak to the person who's thinking, I am so dysfunctional, I got such a bad imprint at home, I'm never going to get past this. There is hope, right? Yeah, yeah. And the families in Scripture are filled with dysfunction, right? I mean, if you I look don't at know the... of any perfect family <laughs> in the Scripture. I really right. don't. So that's a good picture, a window into uh, the human nature really, that we have. And and families are going to be filled with dysfunction, some more than others. So I don't want to be lighthearted about it. It is very serious, and it can create damage. It can create angst. Uh, it can create complete division. And a person that is feeling discouraged that doesn't think they can overcome that, first, you have to figure out what is healthy. What, what does a healthy person look like? Go on a mission to figure that part out. Mm-hmm. What does a healthy individual look like? Who, who has been healthy in your life? Uh, read about that, maybe meet with a counselor and discuss what does it mean to be a healthy person. And then from there, what does it mean to have a healthy relationship? And what has been unhealthy? How can I draw out the unhealthy patterns? Not just saying, oh, we're dysfunctional and we're unhealthy. It's much better when you draw out what is specifically unhealthy, because Mm -hmm. then you can focus in on those specific things that are unhealthy rather than feeling powerless to the whole dysfunction And so it's one step at a time, recognizing what can I actually have control or influence in and what can I not. And with the ones I cannot, maybe there are boundaries or limits that I have to place. Maybe I'm family members uh, that that tend to be toxic Hmm. or dysfunctional themselves and it's spilling in and maybe they're a bit contagious emotionally and with their dysfunction. And so that's where you, just like we did with COVID, we put masks. In this case, you're putting some distance Mm-hmm. with the person because they're kind of contagious in their dysfunction and you're not wanting to be a part of that. And that's yeah. okay for a season if you need to do that. Uh, but I would encourage, if you're in the middle of this, you can call our counseling line. You can yep. also, and that's 1-800-A-FAMILY. Uh, I was a part of that team and really enjoyed that. And we got to talk through this with uh, people who called in and uh, they can refer you to a counselor in, in your area uh, to walk this journey with you as you break free from dysfunction in your home and try to point, orient yourself towards a healthy home. Yeah, and, and this is so crucial. As husbands and wives, we have to be healthy uh, emotionally if we want to show up and be the best spouse we can be. Same for parents. If if you're a mom or a dad and you're not healthy, that just affects the whole home. And so yeah. try to find somebody to talk to about some of this if uh, we've hit home for you. And if you don't know where to turn, as Danny said, we have caring Christian counselors. Donors make that possible. Uh, We can set up a free consultation 
uh, over the phone, and uh, they'll hear you out. They'll uh, think through some things with you, maybe give you some next steps to take. And as Danny said, they'll find somebody in your area that you can maybe engage to to talk further with. Uh, it's a journey. It's a process, and we want to help. And you know, in Scripture, John, what I love, just real quick, yeah. uh, a couple times we read in Joshua and then in John, we're, we're told to rise and let us go from here. Jesus told that to the disciples hmm. when he talked about the Holy Spirit. And then in Joshua, it's when right before, well, we're very familiar with strong, be strong and courageous, but he said, arise, let hmm. us go from here. And that's what you can do today. Rise and go from here. Yeah, there is hope and there is help. And we're a phone call away, 800, the letter A in the word family. And if what Mylan and Kate talked about resonates and, and you're trying to figure out more about how you're wired and how that affects uh, your role as a mom or a dad right now, uh, get a copy of their book, How We Love Our Kids. I've got it on my shelf. I refer to it somewhat often, even though my kids are all adults now. I'm trying to go back and, and uh, work with them on some of the things I missed when they were younger. Now, that book is available to you when you make a generous contribution of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family today. We'd ask you to consider a monthly ongoing gift uh, if you can, that's automatic. It helps us just kind of smooth things out from season to season. If you're not in a spot to do that, a one-time gift is deeply appreciated. Either way, donate, and we'll send that book to you as our thank you for joining the support team. Now, we're going to hear more from Mylin and Kay next time. And for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. <music>